Hey everyone, welcome to Fumbling Hobbyist, where we explore adventures and misadventures in spare time. I'm Sarah Gallagher, your host, and today I have to apologize for not getting an episode posted last week. Um, We were joyously out of town for a few days, and then we got back and I wound up with a head cold which I still have, and you may be able to tell a little bit in my voice. I'm feeling a little better, but still not great. So you might hear a little bit of background noise. Um, I am diffusing some essential oils here, and I haven't quite decided yet if they are making me feel better or not. But I am diffusing a blend called Breathe and um, an oil of oregano. And it's supposed to help with sinus congestion. So I'm really hoping that the more I breathe this um, blend of essential oils, I might be able to think a little bit more clearly and just, you know, be more clear-headed with the rest of my day. But that is not what I want to talk about today. Today, I would really love to talk about our recent trip that we got back from. We went to Washington, D.C., and the purpose of the trip was to um, to go with my husband, who had to do a little bit of work out there, but um, my kids and I tagged along just for fun. So we were out there for four days, and my daughter, who is four got to learn how to ride the metro, and of course my son was with us too, but um, he's too little to care, Um, but she got to learn how to ride the metro and scan the card to get us in, and she figured out which train we needed to get on and where we needed to get off, and she loved knowing how many stops until we got off, and that was just really fun for her to figure out... um, you know, sort of the ins and outs of how to ride public transportation. So that was really cool. My favorite thing while we were there, I have to say, well, you know what, I guess I had a couple of favorite things. We went to the National Air and Space Museum out by Dulles Airport, and that was so super cool. They have a space shuttle out there. And you know what, I did not realize how humongous a space shuttle was given how few people it carries. I have a picture um, of the four of us standing in front of the Space Shuttle Discovery at the National Air and Space Museum, and we look so tiny next to this space shuttle, I feel like we almost look look, um, photoshopped in. So that was really fun. And we also got to go up into the um, flight tower there and see the great 360 view of Dulles Airport and watch the planes come in and take off, and that was super fun. Other things we did, you know, we enjoyed the monuments, of course, and we ate at Cafe Rio, which is a chain that they don't have where I live, but that I love, and we went to a couple of the Um, a couple of the areas in the Smithsonian that are designed for younger children, which was really neat. And, you know, what I discovered was, especially in my research in planning for this trip, I discovered that Washington, D.C. is not like an incredibly kid-friendly town. There are not 
a lot of things for small children to do that are not, you know, things you could do anywhere. Like I thought about taking them to the zoo, but, you know, they wouldn't remember that different from, you know, any other zoo we go to. So that was kind of unfortunate. I would love to go to the zoo someday, maybe when they're old enough to really understand what's super cool about it. But we did find a couple of neat exhibits that were intended for small children. One day we went to um, Wegman's Wonder Place, which is in the National American History Museum of the Smithsonian. And that was really neat. It's really small, but it is a really well-done exhibit of um, of playthings. It's basically like a miniature children's museum where the kids can just play, but then mixed in with the playthings in the children's exhibits, there are some really neat um, artifacts for the adults to look at, and then also some really neat parenting resources. And then the next day, we went to the Imagination exhibit, which is in the National Museum of the American Indian, and that was incredibly fun. It's actually kind of a large children's children's exhibit in that museum, and it has some really fun interactive components like kids can sit on these. They look kind of like sleds, but they don't have flat bottoms. And they're intended to learn how to balance on a kayak. Um, and there is a part of the exhibit that is a teepee and a part that you can build an igloo out of these foam um, white blocks. And we did that twice, and that was really incredibly fun. Um, so that was really, really neat. And I feel like coming away from that, despite that I didn't really get to see or do much in the city that was um, in, intended for adults or geared toward adults, it was so neat to just go and be refreshed and be in a city like that. I just, Washington, D.C. is so much fun. I love the culture there and I love how much free stuff there is to do. And I love how walkable the city is. It's just so, it's not small. We walked miles and miles, but um, it is very walkable and it's really fun to just be outside so much. So that was really neat. And I will say that that's probably the most adventurous thing we have done recently from a hobby perspective or a spare time perspective. And it got me thinking a little bit, this whole trip got me thinking a little bit about um, the concept that we've been talking about here on Fumbling Hobbyist for a number of weeks now, the concept of soul hobbies. And if you're just tuning in this episode, a soul hobby is a term that I coined based on something that my sister Megan said a few episodes ago. A soul hobby, as we are defining it here on Fumbling Hobbyist, is a hobby that somehow um, is part of who you are, or without this hobby, you would somehow cease being yourself, or you would lose a part of your identity. And I don't think that I really have a soul hobby in the sense that my guests were talking about. Um, my sister Megan is an equestrian, and she would cease being herself, she feels, if she stopped riding horses or stopped learning about horses or being around them. And Dawn is a musician, and she would, 
she feels she would stop being herself or she would lose a part of her identity if she was not able to participate in musical activities or play clarinet or piano anymore. And throughout these conversations, I was thinking, and I still in some ways do think, that I don't have a sole hobby in that way. There's nothing that I really do on a day-to-day or week-to-week or month-to-month basis that defines me or that is part of my identity in the same way. But as we were traveling to and from Washington, D.C., it occurred to me that in some ways travel fills that hole in my soul. Um, And I think, I don't know, I just feel like that's super interesting because it's not like I travel frequently, but if I could not travel anymore ever, I do feel like that would take part of myself away. I feel like traveling, especially traveling to different places or being sort of just a little bit temporarily outside of my comfort zone, like being in a place that speaks a different language or being in a place where I have to use public transportation instead of having my own vehicle. And not super uncomfortable for me, but it just stretches me in a way that I find very rejuvenating and very pleasant to do. I don't think that I would want to permanently be a nomad. I think that would be too much new for me. I like having my home and having my home base, but it is super interesting to have gone on this short little trip to Washington, D.C. after having had several months of not traveling very much just to kind of feel how how rejuvenating that is for me. I'm not really sure if that counts as a soul hobby, um, although since I made up the term soul hobby, I guess I can define it how I want. But if you have thoughts about this, you know what, I would really love to hear what you think about soul hobbies, about Washington, D.C., about traveling, or any of these other topics. You are, of course, always welcome to email at fumblinghobbyist at gmail.com or get on Facebook and follow the Fumbling Hobbyist page, and we will look forward to continuing this conversation, hopefully, um, next week. And until then, we look forward to seeing you back here on Fumbling Hobbyist.